church say amen. 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 I want to thank Brother Foster amen. for amen. leading us in those hymns. Uh, Brother Foster <coughs> has all types of talents. Amen. <laughs> Brother Foster just have to push it. Brother Foster, you've done well. Amen. Amen. Sir, thank you so much. Thank you for being here this morning. And I'm excited this morning because I glance over the audience and I see none other than Sister Mary Helen Oliver. Back among us, following open heart surgery and looking like a dime. Amen. Uh, Oliver, don't get don't get don't get mad at me now talking about your your boo like that. <laughs> You're looking wonderful, Sister Oliver. It's so good, so good to see you. And uh, we thank God for his healing over your body and just bringing you this far. So good to see you. This morning, uh, mentioned in Sunday school, I want to get this out of the way, uh, our sister Jamila <coughs> made the dean's list at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, um, the last semester. 4.0 grade point average, uh, made the dean's list with the president's honors. So let us continue to pray for her that she continue to do a great work. And we also have home for the weekend, I guess, uh, Sister Ari Allen, student at Mercer University, doing great things, our future pharmacists. And you know, hey, that's, that's nothing to play with. But Ari is Going at it. Amen. Let us continue to pray for her that you keep a focus and keep Amen. doing Amen. what a mom and dad spending all that money on her. <laughs> Ain't nobody got no money to be throwing away. <laughs> but I believe that she is going to do the right thing. I believe she's doing the right thing. Amen. And let us continue to pray for her just the same. And all others that are. Uh, in college or in school, let us just continue to pray that everyone would do what they are supposed to be doing. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. You know, that was a process in a lot of things that we do. Trust the process. The military, when you go into boot camp, there's a process. You have to trust it. You have to trust it. I had a friend named Stanley. Stanley was like Barney Fife. <laughs> Shaking, nervous. Stanley started smoking, and Stanley couldn't smoke a cigarette all the way because it would be shaking in his mouth. And when Stanley graduated from high school, Stanley said he was going in the Marine. And we laughed. <laughs> we laughed. We laughed to the point Stanley got mad. <laughs> But Stanley joined, Stanley went in, and when Stanley came home from boot camp, Stanley was a different man. <laughs> Stanley didn't shake anymore. <laughs> we were afraid of Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley didn't play. But Stanley trusted the process. The Marines have a way, as many other branches of the military, they take you down to build you up the way you to become. But you have to trust the process to get the best 
out of the process. You can't be resistant. You can't reveal. You have to trust the process. This morning, we want to invite you to a story, and then we're going to apply this story to our lives. A story was told a number of years ago. Our kitchen was remodeled. The remodeler came in and showed us some great plans. Our sisters, they smile when you talk about stuff like this. <laughs> he showed us pictures of what the new cabinets would look like, samples of our options for wallpaper and color cards with choices for paint. It was a glorious sight to see what our new kitchen was going to look like on paper. In fact, there was so much excitement and anticipation about the new kitchen, we forgot about the process. <laughs> saw this on paper. Saw how they could take an old, dingy, and cluttered kitchen and rejuvenate it and remodel it into something spacious and beautiful. No, that's not my kitchen. That's just the wall kitchen. <laughs> To get that kitchen remodeled, stuff had to be torn down and torn up. Things got so bad in our house that at one point we had to move in with our daughter to get away from all the flying dust. The remodeler had to tear up the floor, tear down the cabinets, move out the appliances, and sand down the walls, on and on. We had to get out of there. We couldn't take it, but we wouldn't have been able to get a new kitchen if the old one wasn't torn up first. So it went from a thrill of excitement on what it is going to be to looking at the shimble. What have you done to my kitchen? <laughs> Many people want God to give them a new life, a new job, or a new situation, but they don't want him to touch anything. They don't want him to move anything out of the order that it's already in because, you know what, I'm settled, I'm stuck in where I am. But you want God to move, you want God to work, you want God to do something in your life. But you're not willing to allow him to touch anything. If I would have told my remodeler that I didn't want him to touch anything, he would have told me that I didn't want to remodel. If I wanted new paint, a new floor, a new cabinet, None of that would have been possible if the old stuff wasn't messed up first. Mm -hmm. we, have, we, have to, we have got to trust God and give him permission to tear things up. Talking about in our lives. Mm -hmm. So that he can make all things new. That's the whole point of becoming a Christian, folks. We'll burn down, we'll load it down. We're on death row, heading to eternal damnation. But God offers a renovation, a redemption, 
You can't expect God to redeem you if you don't want to repent and let go and turn away from your sins. Amen. You can't expect a new life holding on to the old man. Let me say that again. You can't expect to be given a new life which comes in Christ holding on to the old man. You can't, you can't get it. Sometimes God has to strip us, break us, and remove us. <laughs> and remove from us that which we have come to rely on in order for us to be rebuilt with spiritual strength, focus, and stamina. Amen. See, often and many times, we think we got it together. So often, we think we have it together. How do you find out that you really don't have it together? All you got to do is go to God's Word. Amen. And God's Word will point out to you that you're not as smart as you think you are. You don't have it together like you think you have it together. There are some things that need to be done in your life. And who knows better than God? Who knows the best adjustments? Who knows the best way to make things fit? It's God. But you got to trust the process. You got to trust the process. You can't go telling God, I want it done this way, this way, this way. This is God you're talking to. It never feels good when he's moving securities and other things from us. But if we will trust the process, we will see a greater good on the other side. Amen, church. Amen. We will see a greater good on the other side if we trust the process and stop trying to tell God how to do his business. Amen. Last time I checked, he was here from the beginning. Amen. Long before we ever came about. If I ask you, how far is the sun hung out in the middle of the atmosphere? You don't know. I don't know. God knows. God is so smart and so wise, he knew just how far to hang it away from us that it doesn't burn us up and not allow us to freeze. You gotta trust the process. Sometimes God has to strip us, break us, and remove us from that which we have come to rely on in order for us to be rebuilt, rebuilt, rebuilt with spiritual strength, focus, and stamina. But there are some issues we encounter in our lives that hinder the process, that hinders the process. One of the first hindrances is ourselves. We refuse to deny ourselves. Matthew 16, 24, the Bible said, if any, one of you brothers get that. Let, let's read this. And listen to, listen close to what it says. Matthew 16, 24. Listen to what it says. Anybody? Then Jesus said to his disciples, uh -huh. 
If anyone desires to come after me, uh -huh. let him deny himself and take up his cross. Stop. Read that again. <laughs> if anyone desires to come after me. Stop. If anyone desires. <laughs> if you have a desire. Nowhere in this passage does it say God is going to. Jesus said, I'm going to make you follow me. He didn't say, I'm going to make you follow me. No, it's not. If any man have a what? Desire to follow him. What? He breathed. Let him deny himself. Get yourself out the way. What else? And take up his cross. Take up your cross. And what? And follow me. And follow him. Think that you know more than the remodel. <laughs> you know, people, people go to school for trades for a reason. <laughs> and oftentimes we just don't know how stupid and dumb we look. <laughs> Trying to tell the person with the certification how to do their job. In many jobs, there's more to it than just swinging a hammer and pushing a nail through something. There are a lot of other things that you have to consider in order to make sure code is uh, measured up to, you pass a code inspection, and a lot of other things. It's more than just going in, tearing something down, and nailing something back up. But when we believe we know more than the remodeler, which at this point, God, <coughs> we think we know more. Therefore, you know what? I don't need God here. I know. Well, if you know so much, why do you need a savior? Mm. A third thing, pride and lack of faith. These are some things that can hinder trusting the process. Amen. Let's look at them. Self in the way. Matthew 16, 24, 25. God requires you to deny yourself. It is a free will option. You can seek to save your life and lose it. Or you can lose it for Christ's sake and find true life. Jesus is not going to make anyone. <coughs> Remember over in Revelation, he said, I stand at the door and do what? Now think of all of the situations Jesus got out of when he walked this earth. When they sought to stone him, kill him and everything. Surely, he could have walked through the door. But accepting Christ is not a forceful act. You must have a desire. You must have a love to want to follow him. So, you can seek to save your life, but Jesus said, you're going to lose it. Simply meaning, if you can do it your way, you lose. But you can lose it for Christ's sake, simply meaning, you can do it his way. You can get yourself out of the way and pick up your cross and follow him. You can find life. If you truly love. 
<coughs> thinking you know more than the remodeler. Proverbs 14 and 12, Proverbs 16 and 25, John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Proverbs, they said, there's a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of what? Yeah. Are the ways of what? Yeah. Why not life? Because apart from God's word, there is no life. There is no life apart from Christ. So regardless of what you may think, there's a way that you may think is right. But the end thereof are the ways of death. You take your car to have a transmission rebuilt or replaced. And the guy come back and say, well, I'm done. But I got these extra bolts right here. <laughs> Will the car crank up? Yeah. It'll probably move when you put it in gear. But something ain't right. Something ain't right. In his sight, because he want to get paid, he said, your car runs. But because there are some bolts missing that didn't go back up in there, you know something ain't right. Well, guess what, folks? There's a way that seems right unto us because we lean more to the flesh. Amen. We think more calm. We're seeking to satisfy our flesh more than we seek to satisfy the spiritual man. Amen. So yearning to please the flesh, we, we are satisfied in doing what we feel is right and not seeking out what God's words say regarding what is right. That can hinder the process. Because if you think you know more than God, God is not going to fight with you and argue with you. I'm not good at putting things together. Well, let me take that back. I could be if I wanted to. I don't have the patience. <laughs> If, if I buy anything, or Lisa and I buy anything that needs to be put together, you know who put it together? Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. Cause see, I'm the type, when I open those instruction papers and see all that stuff, it's like, show me a picture. <laughs> yeah, I might be able to throw this together. And you know what? If I can make it look like that picture, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to work right, but it looked like that picture. So instead of making a mess, I just say, hey, listen, I'll sit here and watch you keep your company, talk to you. Why you do it? I just, I don't do it. And because I know I don't have the patience, because some points I just say, I don't have the knowledge to do certain things, you know what? I, I'm okay with admitting that. Amen. And I'm okay admitting to God, there are a lot of things I don't know. Amen. And I trust you. Amen. I know it's not within man. Mm. To do what? To direct his own step. I know it ain't it. Oh, no, it's not within me. So I need God. Amen. But some of us want to be resistant. Mm. Yep. 
Some of us, we want to do it God's way. We want, we want that final product. We want that pretty kitchen. But we don't want to go through the process. God has the steels and the abilities. We don't. God has what's necessary. We don't. So, you do not have the skill sets to perform the job, you should be quiet and stay out of the way. Contractor come in your house, you, you got the drawings, you sign off on it and everything, stay out of the way. Amen. Well, I feel you need to go do it. <laughs> you know, that's why you have drawings. That's why you sign off on the drawings. Mm. Now, when you decide you want to change the drawings, you got to, you got to go back, resubmit, get them signed up again, approved, and then come back. Or else, you know what? You'll drive a contractor crazy. Amen. But I trust God enough to just say, here am I. Use me. Why? Because I trust the process. I know he loves me. I, I, ha I have proof in his word that he loves me. He loved me even when I didn't care about myself. So why should I be hesitant on trusting him to lead me further? Mm, amen. Like pride and a lack of faith can hinder the process. You all remember Naaman, captain of the God, man of battle. What we would call today, you know what? One of those jokers who could walk on water in the military. One of those rascals who, like the Navy, they teach you to walk between the raindrops. You won't get wet. He was the man. Had to throw that in that time. <laughs> The army guys, you know, you know what army means? <laughs> Ain't ready to be a Marine yet. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that. <laughs> On with the lesson. <laughs> Pride and lack of faith. Naaman was a true valor soldier, a leader. Naaman had a problem. He had left. Naaman had a problem like so many of us exhibit today. Naaman wanted a cure. But he wanted to be in charge and telling somebody how to kill. We have a sin problem. And we want to tell God, there are some people, things, there are some places I don't want to stop going, some stuff I don't want to stop smoking, some stuff I don't want to stop drinking, and some women and men I don't want to leave alone. But I want your blessings. Naaman 
sought out. Hell. The prophet told Naaman, go dip. How many times? Seven times. And the river of Jordan, right? Naaman got upset. First of all, the prophet wouldn't come out and talk to him directly. <laughs> you know who I am? How dare you? No, you know what? Not only do, not only did the prophet know who he was, he knew what he had. <laughs> the prophet didn't have a problem. Naaman did. We have a problem. God doesn't. So we can't put ourselves in a position to dictate to God and go to heaven on our terms against a holy God. For me to please God, I have to deny myself, surrender my will, and do his will. Because it's his heaven. Right? I can't make a demand on God and say, well, I don't want to stop doing that. I enjoy this. But save me anyway. It doesn't work that way, folks. Pride can get you in trouble. Naaman threw a fit. He threw a tantrum. And finally, the question arose, you know, if he told you to do something, ooh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you would have done it. Man, just go on dip. Seven times. He dipped once. He was still a leper. He dipped twice. He was still a leper. He dipped three times. He was still a leper. He dipped four times. He was still a leper. Man, I don't understand why I got to keep doing this. <laughs> if you're going to heal me, heal me. That's like how some of us, now naming it, said, I'm just using this, how we think and say sometimes. But God, if you're just going to do it, just going to do it. If you ain't going to do it, that's why I don't come back in the evening. That's why I don't come regularly. <laughs> 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 because if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Five times, leper. Six times, leper. Seven times, baby. God healed. Because of his obedience. When the Bible said, I must deny myself, it means what it says. I have to remove the biggest hurdle out of the way, the greatest obstacle blocking God from working in my life. I have to get me out of the way. You can't make demands on God and go to his heaven on your terms. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if I'm not willing to trust God and have faith in God, I'm not going to receive the reward. I'm not gonna get look. I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get that nice boy, isn't that a nice way out? 
All he needs now is somebody to cook him. <laughs> Ain't that something? Or do you want that? Huh? Because the truth of the matter is, this is what our lives is like without God. When, when, when you are in control, this is what you're working with. Mess everywhere. But in your thinking, I got this. I got it under control. Yeah, look like you got it under control to me. Yeah. The only thing you're going to cook in there is with your imagination. <laughs> when God would prefer you to have that. If any man will come after me, let him what? Let him deny himself. And you know the beautiful thing about it. The scripture goes on to say, if you seek to save your life, you seek your way, you're going to lose. But if you humble yourself, and you're willing to lose what you think is so valuable, so worth holding on to, if you're willing to let it go, and have faith in the Lord and do it his way. He said, you will find your life. Mm -hmm. There may be some sitting here this morning who are lost and don't even realize how lost you are because you think you got it together. You think you got it together. And you say to yourself, well, no, no misfortunes have occurred and nothing bad. That doesn't mean the storm is not building up on the horizon. Amen. Why don't you check your way of thinking in, in contrast to what the word of God is saying? You might come to realize <coughs> you're way off track. Well, why am I having such good experiences and why are things going so well if I'm not right? God is giving you time before the storm comes. Mm -hmm. And when the storm hit, you're going to be in a world of trouble. That's like a person said, how, how have I lived to be 90 and 95 and you're telling me now I'm lost? I call it God's long suffering. I call it God's grace. And I call it God's love that you be saved. It's not because you've done so much right. It's God's mercy. His grace. His love that you don't be lost. We always want to talk about what we have done. Folks. On our best day, even in Christ, ain't no better than a filthy right. We don't have anything to boast about of ourselves. All that we represent and do 
is in Christ. And the glory is not for us. The glory is to God. Amen. So, is there a need for any remodeling this morning in, in your lives? Any, anybody need some repair work done this morning? Let me tell you, Jesus is available. He's willing and ready to sign off on the building permit. To get through through all of the red tape and the politics so that he can get busy in your life. Amen. But you have to surrender your will to him. He's not coming to force you to do anything. God has done his part and Jesus has done his. He laid down his life. Proven to be a faithful son. A loving son. An obedient son. What are you willing to do to show your love to God that you want to be his son or his daughter? Is that all right? Amen. Anybody need any remodeling work? Maybe your faith is weak. Maybe your faith wavers all the time and you just can't. You just can't put your foot down and stay on point and ride out the things that you're confronted with in this life. You know what? It sounds to me, you need to check your foundation. Because Christ's foundation is not built on sand where it'll, it'll shift with the wind and the, and the water and when it rains. No. The foundation in Christ is built upon a rock. And the wind can blow all it wants. The rain can come down hard as it wants to. And when it's all said and done, you know what? You're still standing. You're still holding your place. Maybe you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, sound to me, you need a doctor. I recommend Jesus. Who has a prescription for you and anybody else. Matthew 11, 28 and 30. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and who are heavenly. He said, I'll give you rest. You get rid of your sick and tired of being sick and tired. But you got to make up your mind that you're truly tired of being sick and tired. Don't just accept the prescription. Obey it. Come unto me, all you that labor and who are heavenly. I'll give you rest. Well, you know, I, I, I get ready to come to church and my head hurt. My toe hurt. My, my finger scratched. It hurt. And, 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 and. No. You need to see the physician. Bring, bring your hurt finger, your hurt toe, and your headache. Bring it to the doctor. Bring it to the hospital. Bring it here. And you know what? Free of charge, no co-payment, we can pray for you. Amen. You can hear something that can benefit your soul. Amen. You can hear something and somebody can encourage you with some words. And you know what? After coming here, you can forget about your toe was hurting. <laughs> it can help develop your mind. Amen. Anybody need help this morning? I know, I know a remodeler. He can take all of your sins and cast them away 
And all things will become new in your life. Not pre-certified, used, all things become new. And the beautiful thing is, he said, I won't even remember them anymore. I know a man. Do you know him? Are you willing to trust this process? He's working well for me. I'm not ashamed to say it. But I know he can work just as great or better for you. But you have to surrender your will to him. What say you to that? Are you willing to trust him? Are you willing to give your life to him? Are you willing to repent and turn from your way of error and follow the way of truth? Are you willing to confess him to be the son of the living God? Are you willing to be baptized today for the remission of your sin? Are you willing to live faithful? After coming up out of that water of greater baptism, a new creature, a remodeled, newly designed, newly designed. And as you live from day to day, studying and praying and fellowship, you know what? That layout becomes even nicer. Because the more you learn, the better you do, and the more you glorify God. Man, you become a light that just can't be hidden. I know a man who could do that for you. He's willing and ready to do it for you today. For us who are members of the church, we've been baptized. You know, sometimes in your faulty work, not God's, in your faulty work, you go back trying to patch something up and fix something and you don't know what you're doing. No. You need God. You need God. Whatever it is you're struggling with, whatever it is you're dealing with, let God fix it for you. You are his child. You are his workmanship. You are his chosen vessel. Let God have to be honest, you don't know what to do, and neither do I. Amen. What's our song, folks? Page 98. 98 I is our invitation song, beautiful selection. I surrender all. Do you? Let us together stand and let us sing.